You're listening to The Homeschool Dropout. I'm your host, Mike Roberts. Let's talk about bridging the gap between homeschool and the professional world. Here we are. Let's see here. Another week and another episode of the Homeschool Dropout. I think we're getting up into episode 18, 17 or 18, something like that. So really appreciate all the support so far and all of the feedback that I've received about the podcast. So hopefully it's providing value for all the listeners out there. Today is going to be really fun. I connected with this guest over Instagram. I actually can't quite remember how, but today we have Jaden Sky on with us. Jaden, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. We connected over Instagram. I'm actually doing that a lot more now, more than I anticipated. There's a lot of homeschoolers on Instagram. A lot of, I guess, a lot of us just trying to like build community through social media. And you've got two really great pages on there. Do you have three pages, actually? I do have three pages. I have a private account that's, you know, just friends and family. And then I have my photography account mm. and the homeschool account. Okay, great. As I was thinking about that, I realized that there is more than just two. And so... At the end, we'll kind of give you a minute to highlight those. Your homeschool one, I think, is a brilliant idea. And I wish I'd had that when I was growing up. And then your photography one is great. You just went on a sailing trip, I think, in Florida. You woke up early for like the harvest moon or something. Yes. So it was actually a sunset sail. We were gifted it from our realtor and we finally got to do it and timed it up so that we could watch the sunset and see the full moon rise. So it was pretty special. Oh, that's why I got all mixed up there with the sunset and the moon and everything. It was beautiful. You definitely have a talent in photography. Thank you so much. Well, let's get into things here. Why don't you take it away? Tell us how you ended up homeschooling, what led you there and how it's going. Yeah. So I was born in Southern California and my parents had researched homeschooling, I believe before I was born. And my mom was on a Yahoo group, I think it was until I was two. So that was pretty funny. But they decided not to put me or my sister who was born when I was four into school. And we went to a private Waldorf school down in Southern California. And then when I was nine, we moved to Northern California and continued going to a private Waldorf school. And we didn't start homeschooling until 2020. So we're actually fairly new to it. So you would kind of be bucketed into, I've heard this term more of like pandemic homeschoolers, where yes. COVID pushed you to really think differently about your education. Yes, yes, we were. So we started homeschooling in 2020. It was a transition for sure. And then just six months ago, we moved from California to Florida and I decided I wanted to go back to school. I wanted that high school experience and I went back for two weeks to a private school here in Florida and then I was like, nope, this is not for me. I like homeschooling. <laughs> so I went back to homeschooling. You went back to homeschooling. So, okay, pause real quick. How old are you now? I'm 17. So you're 17. You moved literally across the country in this is the like roaring 20s time of high school right you're junior and senior year you're on top of the world so i'm very curious how was that move did that feel was that hard going from waldorf to homeschooling 
So going from Waldorf to homeschooling was challenging for sure. Waldorf is very head, heart, and hands is kind of their motto. So it's a lot of art, a lot of nature. Academics are a little bit slower. So like they're not started until you're about seven. So I never used a textbook. That's the other thing in Waldorf is it's a lot of stories. And going into homeschooling, we're new at it. My mom had learned a bit early on, but we were kind of thrown into it. And we went with a program called Oak Meadow. And I did that fully for ninth and 10th grade. And then this year, 11th grade, I only am taking a few classes through them and then some other classes through other programs. But the transition was hard for sure learning how to learn out of a textbook and communicate with my teachers over email and then Zoom where I needed it. Oh my goodness. Was different, so. Why don't you give listeners a little bit of background on Waldorf, kind of their philosophies and their core ideas, just so we have some context as to your transition there. Yeah, so Waldorf was inspired by Rudolf Steiner. And like I said, their motto is head, heart, and hands. And they teach through art a lot and not just like, public school where you have a drawing class. They really focus on like form drawing and painting, watercolor, using the imagination. And it's all play-based until first, second grade when they then bring in reading or letters and simple arithmetic. So it's a slower process to begin with. And then later on, you're taught more through stories and you spend a lot of time in nature. Let's talk about the trade-offs there. I see a lot of value in letting kids play and letting them be creative and get messy and, you know, explore kind of the artistic, beautiful side of life and the world. But with everything, there's a trade-off, right? So what, I guess, challenges did you see in going from Waldorf and then moving into Oak Meadow, where I was more academically focused? I mean, you've kind of touched on this a little bit, but what do you feel like were the real trade-offs in Waldorf? Do you have any, I guess, regrets in doing Waldorf? I have been asked this question before, and so I've given it, I would say, a lot of thought. Okay. And I would say Waldorf is especially great for elementary school. The play is awesome. The nature is awesome. And I built some amazing friendships being in Waldorf in elementary school. And middle school is good too. The friendship part is still really strong. You don't have a lot of the drama, at least in the school that I was in. So I loved that part. But the academics, at least in the school I was at, got a little bit lacking. And so that was definitely a struggle moving to Oak Meadow and homeschooling. And also probably for my other peers who went to different high schools that weren't Waldorf. Okay, that that makes sense. What were the areas that you felt particularly weak in when you left Waldorf? Was it mostly STEM subjects like the maths and the, and the chemistries and everything, kind of those areas? Yeah, math for sure. I already struggle a little bit with math. It's not my favorite subject. <laughs> um, so that was hard for me. Writing is also a little bit different in Waldorf. Like there's not so much structure. It's a lot of creative writing and poetry and you have a lot of freedom with your writing that part I liked a lot and because I like to write mm. but we didn't have the like MLA formatting and stuff like that oh so my gosh yeah learning that was new too but it was much more enjoyable for me than having to learn this new way of doing math and science I think a great thing to highlight here is any philosophy you follow or any curriculum you choose 
is going to have weaknesses and is going to have strengths. And I think something that is powerful in homeschooling is you can really tailor and focus the learning to each student. So I think in those childhood years, that play is so important. But then like you, when I got to college, (laughs) I had never heard of MLA formatting, APA formatting, Chicago style. I ended up doing engineering. And so all this stuff hit me like like a brick wall, right? I was like, oh, I've never, I didn't even know there were like standardized forms for a bibliography, but it ended up being very important for me. And so I had to figure that stuff out, but it was doable. Have you found, you know, closing those gaps to be pretty manageable for you? Yes, for sure. I took, I would say a good year to really transition fully into homeschooling. And also the other piece that I didn't mention was then being home with my family all day was a little bit of a challenge at first, but yes. Yeah, being at home with family all day can definitely get tricky. So that would lead me to wonder, you did this huge move out to Florida. You decided to go to public school. And we, we kind of touched on this the last time we spoke. What was it about going back to public school that made you realize that homeschool was a better fit for you? Good question. So I actually, after deciding I didn't want to go to public school anymore, I wrote a letter to the school and to like the administrators. And then I also ended up sending it to my teachers and also to my parents, kind of explaining why I chose to go back to homeschooling and why I didn't want to go to public school anymore, even though it had just been a short time that I was there. And how long was that? Like two weeks? It was two weeks. Okay. Exactly. And I kind of explained that while the academics are certainly different in homeschooling, I felt like I was getting a much richer and like more full education homeschooling because I am able to dive into the topics that really interest me and even just places where I like English. I love English. I love writing and I have more freedom to write about things I enjoy. So that makes writing more enjoyable. And I've just been able to dive deeper into my passions and areas of interest in the subjects that I don't really like to make it more enjoyable. And so overall felt like my education was richer and I was thinking more critically and really learning better homeschooling. (laughs) Okay. I have so many questions. First, you wrote a letter to the administration. Yes, I did. What made you think of doing that? That was my parents' idea. Okay. They wanted me to do it. And actually, the great part, and it's kind of funny, the administrators really liked my letter and said that everything I said was true. Okay. Yeah. I sent it to all my teachers there as well. And my English teacher there, who I really liked, she was great. She responded and said, I think you made the right choice, Jaden, which shocked me and wow, flattered. So that was crazy. I'm getting goosebumps. Did you yeah. get goosebumps? Yes. How, I, you were like 16. Were you nervous about how these adults were going to interpret and respond to a letter like that? Not really, to be honest. I am very independent and I would say like pretty confident in myself. And so I was kind of just like, you know what? This is my decision and here's what I think. Oh, I'm getting so like, uh, I I don't know. It, okay, several thoughts. The first thing I would say is it's reminding me of an incident I had in high school. 11th and 12th grade, I went part-time. I was, honestly, I was kind of off the rails a little bit. I just did a lot of like socially, 
I did like social experiments all the time because I wanted to see how people would respond, which I don't advise all the time. But I ended up running for student council and I, I made it onto student council and that was really fun. But there was an issue where I highly, <laughs> I highly questioned the voting system and I genuinely felt like it was rigged. And so I went into administration. I was like, this is broken. This is rigged. This is messed up. And it exploded into this huge drama between myself and like 10 students and all the administration. And they, it was like this really big confrontation, but I felt so sure that we were right. I kept pushing on it. And then I tried to get a teacher fired. Maybe these aren't the best things to say, (laughs) but (laughs) your, I guess, like confidence in yourself is reminding me of that time where I kind of, let the system know how I felt about it. And I was like, this is not working. This needs to change. So I guess (laughs) you're reminding me of perhaps my more brazen days. I'm not that bold anymore. I'm going to challenge you a little bit on something you said, if that's okay. Because I love what you said that you were getting a richer experience. You were at home. You were able to dive into subjects the way you wanted to. So my challenge is, or my inquiry is, what do you think the value is and being asked to do things that you don't like to do, don't want to do. And maybe to contextualize that a little bit, I had some essays that I wrote in public school that I I would not have chosen on my own. Some books that I read that I would not have chosen on my own. But in the end, I'm like, okay, I'm kind of glad I did that. What are your thoughts there in in that trade-off where in school you kind of get asked to do things you don't want to do? Does my question make sense? Yeah, for sure. My parents would love this question. <laughs> okay. We'll bring them on next. <laughs> yes. I definitely think it's important to do things that you do not want to do. And homeschooling makes that a little bit of a challenge because you do often get a say in what you are doing. But because I have been doing different programs and had a teacher other than my parents, I've had to suck it up kind of and do the assignments that I didn't want to do for sure. So I've still had that like little bit of, you know, you don't want to do this, but you still have to do it. It's not all my, like my choice for sure. And I do think that's important. Yeah. I suppose we're touching on the balance between pushback because when you're homeschooled, you have a lot more autonomy and you can push back on your parents and, you know, or your wherever you're getting your curriculum from and say, I don't want to do that. I guess you can do that anyway as a kid. But in homeschooling, especially at your age, I think the parent and the student have a lot more collaboration. You know, how much pushback is necessary between the parent's perspective, who do have more life experience and the student that knows their own desires and their own needs and wants and I suppose that balance is something that's always addressed when you're homeschooling. Mm-hmm. Spiritual. Okay, listeners, a quick word about Audible. As much as I still love reading a physical book, sometimes I just don't have time to sit down and read. That's where Audible comes in for me. I've recently listened to incredible audiobooks like The Power of Habit, The Last Green Valley, and even Harry Potter in Spanish. To get a free 30-day trial of Audible exclusively through the homeschool dropout, Go to audibletrial.com forward slash the homeschool dropout. That's audibletrial.com forward slash the homeschool dropout. Let's switch gears here a little bit. Let's talk about the social part because you and I both know that's something that always comes up. How have you managed to make friends? How do you find people to spend time with? What has that looked like for you? Yeah, so coming from school definitely had an advantage because I still am friends with the people I met while at the Mm. Waldorf school. So I have that kind of foundation and those old friends to fall back on 
but I have also made some really great homeschool friends. So I, in California, that was more challenging than I would have expected and more challenging than here in Florida. I did make a friend, two friends through social media, through the Oak Meadow School. They have like an email thread and a group chat and we'd share our social medias. Hmm. And I connected, especially with two people and my family has actually become really good friends with their families. It's pretty awesome. And then I connected with one other girl in California who is also homeschooling. And I've made several friends here in Florida. Two of them actually own a dance business and I have just started working with them. I feel like your methods for making friends are pretty creative. A lot of social media, a lot of reaching out. It's It sounds like a lot of them started, aside from your Waldorf friends, a lot of them started kind of virtually and then you fostered those and they've really grown into like meaningful friendships for you. Yeah. My mom has joined many Facebook groups from like moving ones to homeschool ones, which have been extremely helpful, might I mention. And so she's connected with parents and then I've met the kids and social media definitely has been super helpful, which I don't think I would have ever realized because... I grew up without a phone until I was like 14 and thought I would probably never have social media. And (laughs) now almost all of my homeschool friends have come from social media or just virtual connections. So I would definitely echo that. I, do you ever feel that you're missing out on like the quintessential American high school experience, the proms, the football games, the, I don't know, the, the chit chat in the halls. Have you had those kind of like FOMO feelings? A year ago, I would have definitely said yes. Okay. I thought I needed that glorified high school experience. (laughs) Okay. And honestly, one of the reasons that I really felt I needed that was because my mom has all her yearbooks from high school and Uh, I would look at her photos and be like, what am I supposed to tell my kids that I did in high school? Like I sat at home all day and did stuff on the computer and my family were my best friends. Like, I don't want that. (laughs) Um, And so that was like a big thing for me. And I, now that I got the chance to go to school and really see like both sides of it, I realize I value the experiences I'm having homeschooling, like traveling and getting to really dive into my passions and make really close friends because I don't get to see them every day. And so I have to work for the friendship is more valuable to me than high school experience of going to prom and football games and stuff like that. Wow. I, yeah, you're not the same Jaden as last year. That's, no. <laughs> that's, it's a big change. What I like as well is through your Instagram, I'm seeing that you are making memories because your mom, you know, made memories and they're in a yearbook. And you're doing the same thing in your own way. You you have really cool memories that you're putting together that you can show your kids. Yeah, exactly. So that's really, really neat. A previous guest who I think is about a year older than you, he also mentioned that his friendships through homeschooling, while they may be fewer, are much deeper. And he mentioned, you know, this was a probably like episode six or seven. He mentioned that 
he's had to work much harder for those friendships and they feel, you know, they feel very deep and meaningful for him. And so I think that's a trade-off as well in that in public school, you have a lot of associations, but my, my deepest friendships have come after high school. You know, just high school is very temporal. (laughs) (laughs) You don't realize it till you're done with it. And you got done with it early. Well, I'm actually not done. I still have one year technically, but I don't know how much of that is going to be a full year. Well, I mean, you left the high school air quotes experience early. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. You're emotionally done with it. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's, uh, why don't we kind of talk about the social media aspect a little bit? Because I went through a phase in college where it was really affecting me and I could feel that I was becoming highly comparative and felt like I wasn't measuring up very much. So I just got rid of it for four years. And in that time, I... I matured and I found more security in myself. And now on social media, I have really good connections and I'm like, I'm actually connecting with people. So what are your thoughts for parents, I guess, because you're a teen and social media can be used for a lot of stuff. What are your thoughts for parents who are worried about their kids and social media, particularly if they're homeschooled? Yeah, that's a really good question. So I didn't get social media until... I think I was 15. And the only reason I got it was because my family was going, was supposed to be going on a trip. It got canceled because of COVID, Mm. but we were supposed to be going to Costa Rica. And I have always loved photography. And so I wanted to be able to take pictures and then share it with my friends who had social media. And when we didn't get to go on that trip, I never deleted it. And we, my parents talked extensively about social media. Yeah, we had rules. I wasn't allowed to be on it for more than 15 minutes a day, like very strict rules. And over time, those rules definitely fell away. I don't know that I follow any of them anymore. (laughs) (laughs) But I do think that because we talked about it so much in the beginning and because we had those rules and kind of an open relationship about social media, and of course, my parents follow me and They reserve the right to check my social media whenever they want. We have that openness and the communication surrounding it made it a lot easier for me to feel comfortable coming to them if there was an issue or just being like aware of the risks and the benefits of social media. I think that's great because I've seen both of those, the risks and the benefits. And if like, for example, this this episode is because of social media. You know, we connected over social media. And so there really are benefits. And it sounds like the approach your parents took has worked really well for you. Yeah, I would say it has. I've been very lucky. Well, then let's talk about what's next. We kind of chatted about this in our last conversation, but you have interesting plans after you graduate. Why don't you share with listeners what you're thinking of doing? Yeah, so I definitely plan on taking a gap year. I really want to pursue photography. I'm actually planning on officially launching my business this year when I turn 18, but I want to pursue photography. I would love to travel a lot. Homeschooling has really given me the opportunity to travel. I'm really lucky and grateful for my parents for providing that. And so I just want to continue to do that as much as possible and then work and really get some like life experience. So, I mean, I think it sounds really exciting. What are some places you have? What's your bucket list? Oh, good question. Well, right now, the top of my bucket list is Switzerland. I don't 
totally have an explanation for that. I just really, <laughs> really want to go there. Sounds amazing to me. Have you been out to Europe yet? We have. We traveled to Europe in, I believe it was 2018. Where did you go? We went to Italy, France, and England. Okay. What did you love the most out of those three? I really liked Italy. We went to Florence and then we visited some friends out in the country in like Tuscany area. And I just think it's so beautiful out there. And the history is really like the architecture and stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, especially when you're in Europe. I have been inside probably just hundreds of cathedrals at this point. But still, like every time I pass one, I'm like, we got to go inside. I got to see this one. And like the floor plan is 90% the same. And you get like kind of like the same basic structures. But I, I guess like in the States, you just don't get that rich architecture. And I no, really don't. love it. I, yeah. I'm obsessed with those cathedrals in Europe. Yeah, it's beautiful. Well, I would recommend Switzerland. That sounds really fun. I've been twice and the mountains out there are just... I don't know if you like mountains. You live in Florida. And I so, do love <laughs> so it is it is an amazing, amazing place. So I'm excited for you. I hope you make it out there. Here's what's happened to high school kids. And here's what, uh, for some reason, everyone's being pushed into college, right? That is the path for everyone. And even Mary in the episode from two weeks ago, she mentioned that she wasn't going to college. And have you felt pressure from from, I don't know, family, peers, adults around you to go to college? Definitely. Um, That is a big, big thing for sure. My family is really supportive of my decision to not go to college right now. So very grateful for that. But friends and just even people I don't really know, like when I was at the public school, it was very college prep and everyone there was just really in that one mindset of I have to go to college and that's the only way I'm going to be successful. And honestly, when I mentioned to one of the girls I had met there that I wasn't planning on going to college, she looked at me like I was crazy. (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay. Not sure how to respond to that. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It's very single-minded. I think it sets a lot of kids up for a lot of things, for failure sometimes, and also misleads them into thinking there's only one way to build a life that you love. And and for me, success is often conflated with money, right? And like having like a, a massive income, you know, six figures, all this stuff. But I really just feel like if you genuinely love your life, I mean, that is... To me, that's that alone is hard, you know, to just enjoy your life. And so I'm excited that you're you are going to give yourself a chance to start a business, go for photography. Are you nervous about photography? Because you know this better than I do. There's a lot of photographers, right? Yeah. So so how are you? What are your feelings there? Are you are you excited for the challenge? I am. And right now, I don't know if I want photography to be my career path. I know I want it to be like side job or hobby and stuff like that. And I know I want to be an entrepreneur, start my own business, but it's definitely competitive and still trying to navigate how I would market myself and what area of photography to really focus on and make my niche (laughs) stuff like that. So it's a big world, I guess you could say. It is. And what I'm really enjoying about what you're saying is just reflect on the thoughts you are having about your life 
as compared to, and this may be unfair, but if we just like randomly selected a public school your age, you're thinking about marketing. What makes me different? How do I present myself to the world? How can I like build a viable future for myself? And I just think those are deeper, more meaningful life questions than what score did I get on the standardized test? You know, I just... I totally agree. You're thinking about the world differently than your peers are. Have you found it sometimes hard to connect with your peers just because of that, that you think differently than them? Yeah, sometimes. I would say that homeschooling hasn't even made me feel like connections are challenging. Like not just that Waldorf school was very different than public school. So that was kind of a start. And then my family has raised me different than a lot of people. So I would say I've always been kind of different. I guess you could say weird, but I wouldn't say that in a bad way. So connections are a little bit difficult sometimes, especially with your just mainstream teenager. You can usually find something to connect on and then that friendship probably won't go any further. But there are people who are like me and I don't need a huge friend group to have friends. I love to hear it. I can relate to that so much. And I think it's a really important skill for everyone, not just homeschoolers, to be able to connect with anyone over something. I've always felt like anyone can teach you something. And if you just find what they're an expert in, then you can connect over that thing. And you're right. It may not go further, but you have that one thing with that one person that you're connecting over. I think it's great, Jaden. It feels very mature. As I listen to you, I'm like, oh, yeah, she's she's got it figured out. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious what advice you would have for kids your age. In a lot of senses, kids that are homeschooling, I don't know, what have been some of the hard moments and what advice would you give? Yeah, so challenges have definitely been the transition. I feel like you definitely have to kind of just jump in with two feet and trust the process. Give it a year at least to really get into it and get your rhythm and just fully feel like you are homeschooling and creating a schedule definitely was hard at the beginning too. I kind of did that all by myself. My parents didn't help me with that too much, which was hard, but I also took charge of it and wanted to create it by myself. And then I would advise homeschoolers my age to really learn what they are interested in. For the first two years I did homeschool, I didn't so much. And I really focused more on checking the boxes than diving into photography and diving into other areas of interest. And while it's definitely important to take math and English and stuff like that, taking classes you're interested in at the same time helps motivate you so much and you have that opportunity. So why not take it? And then I would also say this is a little bit different, but Get your license if you can, and if your parents let you, obviously. I would say having that freedom is so important and so helpful for if you just need to get out of the house, go take a walk, you know, go to the grocery store, get yourself a snack or something, just so you feel like you have some freedom and can get out of your house and control yourself a little bit. So if you can get your license, if your parents let you, I would really do that. I think it has helped me a lot. I did not see that coming. What it makes me think of is I studied piano for years growing up. I actually almost studied piano performance for my major in college. But 
when I was 14, my teacher lived probably about 20 miles away. There was just way too much going on at home. And so my mom threw me on the bus, the city bus. And in my community, you do not ride the bus. It was very rural. And so she threw me on the bus and I would take the bus up to my teacher's house once a week and then take the bus back. And I was 14. And just that experience, I felt so like powerful. I felt so like in charge and like I was doing it and I was on top of the world and I was, you know, chasing these things that I wanted. It made me feel very autonomous and very, I don't know, grown up. Like for some reason when I was 14, I wanted to feel like I was in charge. So your your license is making me think of that. If you yeah. can't get a license, find a way to be in charge of your life and to yes. express your individuality and be independent. Such a good time of life to do that too. Yeah. Yeah. Even a bike, you know, just something to get out of the house when you need to Mm -hmm. is good. And even just your own two feet and your own brain, just use, use your will to get yourself out of the house. I think that's great advice. Okay. Where can I send listeners? You have two pages. I also want to follow up with you when you get your business started. And I can point listeners to that once you're up and going, but why don't you share what your Instagram pages are? Yes. So my photography account is j.sky.photo. It's sky with an E at the end. Okay. And my homeschool page is world underscore homeschooler. Is it world underscore homeschoolers? Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I think that's it. (laughs) Um, So yep, that is for teen homeschoolers and we have several group chats going and you can post an about me and kind of introduce yourself and make some friends and that's going well so far. So yeah, I think it's brilliant. So your photography page is at j.skywithane.photo. And then your homeschool page, and this is targeted towards teens, right, that are being homeschooled. That is at world underscore homeschoolers. So if you're a teenager listening to this, you're homeschooled, definitely follow that page. If you're allowed on social media, follow Jaden. And I know there's a lot of chats going on. You can definitely make friends to this group. I see all the bios popping up. So wish I had had this when I was homeschooled. It's just a different world. And I'm glad you're filling this need because I know a lot of homeschoolers need it. They really need that connection. Okay. Well, I really appreciate your time, Jaden. And I'm really excited for your next year. I know you don't need my approval, but I say go for it. Take your gap year, start your business, travel as much as you can, you know, just experience the world. Such a fun time of life to do that. And so I'm glad you're choosing your own path. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Well, we'll stay in touch. Thanks for coming on. Yes. Thank you.